The homelessness problem in this country is not exclusive to major cities such as San Francisco, Chicago, or New York. Many mid-sized cities are also struggling. We get the story from Shannon Najmabadi, mid-U.S. correspondent for The Wall Street Journal. Shannon, what did you find in cities such as Grand Rapids, Michigan? One thing that we wanted to look at was uh, what was happening outside of big urban centers that are often associated with homelessness, like, say, L.A. or New York or San Francisco, because this year the U.S. reported a record increase in the number of people experiencing homelessness, 12 percent, and federal officials said that was across the board, you know, across all kinds of different populations. And what we were hearing anecdotally from different places in the country was that they were experiencing many of the factors that were leading to increased homelessness in those big cities, except in their smaller locations, whether that was a Grand Rapids, Michigan, or, you know, a city in Kansas. Um, And so we wanted to see in one of those cities that might not historically have struggled with um, homelessness or tried to reduce homelessness because they didn't see it as a problem, what they were doing now and what their efforts were yielding, Um, because obviously their resource levels and Um, A whole variety of factors are different in those kinds of places. So we zoomed in on Grand Rapids as one of those um, places, and they were unique because they'd really taken a lot of steps to try to make a debt in reducing homelessness and um, haven't solved it. You know, so it kind of demonstrates the the difficulty that cities big and midsize have in you know, experiencing homelessness and then trying to reduce it completely. Shannon, what has contributed to the surge in homelessness across the country? There's a number of factors that have collided. Um, One is the end of pandemic protections. You know, you think of eviction moratoriums and federal relief dollars going into rent, a whole variety of factors that were trying to stop people from becoming homeless, like helping them stay in their homes. That collided with a number of other things, you know, inflation, um, opioid crisis, general lack of help for folks experiencing mental health crises or substance abuse substance abuse issues, and in some places an influx of migrants that um, were ending up in homeless shelters. So you had a number of things happening all at once, and of course one big thing was a housing shortage, um, and because of that increased rents in many places. We're speaking with Shannon Najmabadi, mid-U.S. correspondent for The Wall Street Journal. Shannon, getting back to Grand Rapids, uh, your story points out that they tested a couple of new ways to handle the unhoused. Uh, what are they tried? Yeah, Grand Rapids was interesting to us because they really have tackled this from a number of different issues. Um, one of the things they did that was um, you've seen quite a lot is they passed two ordinances this year. One of them tries to reduce how much per- personal property people can have on um, public property, <laughs> um, and another one stops aggressive panhandling near ATMs and in certain other locations. But they also have created a homeless outreach team, which um, is made up of firefighters and mental health professionals, and they go out and do loops throughout the community trying to um, uh, help people that need help that are unhoused and then also try to head off conflicts between those people and business owners. So one morning we went out with them and they were trying to get people awake before businesses opened and asking them to move along. Um, They also have a pretty robust resource center that they've set up every Tuesday. Just a variety of groups come to a church, um, volunteers that are there to cut haircuts or do haircuts for free or wash feet, um, and then also lawyers that are able to help with legal problems, and then other kinds of resource groups like uh, groups that would connect people with jobs or with housing. 
So it's really a one-stop shop for folks that are unhoused. So they've taken, you know, those more resource-based approaches, like providing assistance while also combining that with ordinances that limit certain kinds of behavior. Has it worked at all? It's really hear to say. You know, I, I think part of it is that the numbers for tracking homelessness are very difficult. They measure homelessness just on one night each year. Uh, I think anecdotally they believe that it's helped quite a lot. But obviously it hasn't solved the problem. You know, between 2022 and 2023, Grand Rapids recorded an increase in homelessness that was greater than the increase nationwide. Um, and again, part of that might be just the imperfect nature of these counts. But um, I guess we'll see this year when they do this year's homeless count, the 2024 homeless count in January, how much their efforts that they've taken in the last year especially have have made. Shannon, it's obviously such a complicated issue. I would think that a city like Grand Rapids or, you know, New York City, whatever, it's going to Mm -hmm. be the combination of the private resources along with the local fire departments, along with the state government and federal government and the local people. It's just a, a mass undertaking. Yeah, I think that Grand Rapids demonstrated that very well. You know, their Chamber of Commerce, for example, has been very involved funding, you know, in backing the ordinance, as I mentioned, but also in funding different kinds of homeless um, prevention programs. They helped the local homeless coalition, for example, get a new data analyst. That's Shannon Najmabadi, mid-U.S. correspondent for The Wall Street Journal.